Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another client testimony episode of the Clovis Culture podcast. My guest today is Judy Ellington, and Judy is an actual Clovis client. Judy's personal story is particularly meaningful to me and one that I just can't wait to share because her story really could be your story. Her story could be my story. Her story could be really any average American's story. Reason being that Judy was sort of unwillingly forced into the medical mainstream from a very young age, at just 10 years old. She was given dietary advice from her doctor that was just plain awful and literally set her on a path of chronic disease for what became really the rest of her life until she found Clovis. And her outlook on that is fantastic because she's just tremendously positive, as you'll hear in this episode, even though it's really quite sad what has happened to her and what mainstream medicine has done to her through just piss-poor dietary advice. Now, all that said, Judy has changed her life for the better, and she's thrilled about it, she's optimistic about the future, and what I really love about this episode is she outlines her own version of happy, her own definition of fulfillment, her own definition of purpose and passion, whatever you want to call it. The way that she wants her life to be is very clearly defined and she works towards her own goals, dreams, and aspirations and nobody else's and that is beautiful. If there is just one thing that I am trying to get across with all these podcast episodes, it's that you need to define your own version of happy. You need to define your own version of fulfillment and purpose in life. That's what we're after. Nutrition, wellness, all of this stuff is just a stepping stone to happiness, fulfillment, purpose, passion, and love in your day-to-day life. I didn't get into this line of work to help people get six-packs or to help athletes break records, etc., etc. The fact that Judy comes on this podcast and tells me that she can now get up off the floor after kneeling down to play with her grandkids makes my heart more full than any athlete that I've ever helped achieve some ungodly physical feat, right? It's, I'm just trying to help everyday people get their lives back. That's what this is all about. And this episode just warmed my heart. And there's so many just wonderful gems of wisdom in here from Judy. And I think you guys are absolutely going to love this episode. After the episode, you can connect with Judy directly inside the Clovis Facebook groups. Those can be found at facebook.com slash groups slash Clovis Academy. The Clovis Academy is the private Facebook group where you can talk one-on-one with other members just like Judy. And of course, if you get yourself a custom nutrition plan at iamclovis.com slash start, that will also get you access to the I Am Clovis private Facebook group, which is members only for those that have a custom nutrition plan from me. Again, you can get that at iamclovis.com slash start. All right, it's almost time to jump into this episode with Judy Ellington. But first, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. 
each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of changing people's lives for the better. I am a certified nutritional therapist, and I have helped over 1,000 people just like you transform their health and wellness. And I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the exclusive members-only content that Clovis has to offer. Just visit iamclovis.com slash start. I-A-M-C-L-O-V-I-S dot com slash start start. You will find videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible transformation stories from real-life Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the incredible stories that these brave individuals have to tell, stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 19 pounds in 21 days, 100 pounds in 6 months, you name it, I have a client who has done it. And you can too. Check out IamClovis.com slash start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, ebooks, merchandise, and supplements, I am offering you a very special deal. 30% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. Just use promo code Perfect podcast for 30% off your entire first order. This includes ebooks, merchandise, and of course, the Perfect Paleo Powder, the original all-in-one paleo-friendly superfood. Beef collagen protein combined with over a dozen whole food ingredients to help you burn fat, regulate blood sugar, promote healthy cholesterol levels, boost energy and cognition, build lean muscle, you name it, the Perfect Paleo Powder can help you achieve it. And again, you can save 30% on your first order when you use promo code PERFECTPODCAST at checkout at IamClovis.com. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout for 30% off your entire first order. All right, let's get on with the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Judy Ellington. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Justin Nall here with another episode of the Clovis Culture Podcast. Today, we have another Clovis client testimony podcast. And her story is amazing. And she's kind of been through it all in terms of trying to figure out health and wellness. And Clovis has really helped her turn a quarter and start making some serious progress uh, towards optimal health and wellness. So please welcome to the show, Judy Ellington. Judy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Justin? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. Look forward to it all weekend long. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be super helpful to share your story because I know you've been through a lot with all this stuff. So what I like to do with these testimony podcasts is just jump into the good stuff. And the people that are not Clovis yet or are listening, trying to get a feel for it, they just want to know what Clovis has done for you. So if we talk about all the big fancy marketing numbers, have you lost weight? Have you lost inches? Let's dive into all of that. Well, okay, we're going to start out with the six and a half months that okay. I've been Clovis, lost 42 pounds. Um, I can um, get up without huffing and puffing out of the chair. I can walk in the afternoons and I walk with the baby and I play with a one-year-old all day. And now I've got a six-year-old and a one-year-old because the six-year-old's out of school. So one of my main goals was to be able to play with these kids 
Clovis is super easy for me because I'm a very dedicated person. Um, once I put my mind to it, I can do anything. And I've done it a million times, but this one is very different because this is my new lifestyle. Nothing bothers me. Donuts don't bother me. The whole fam yesterday stopped at Wendy's or Dairy Queen, I think it was. And I just didn't have anything. I said, I'll just wait till I get home. No big deal. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. Donuts don't bother me. You know, it used to, but now I just know that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I know that I'm going to be the one that makes my decisions for me and the decisions to eat all that is just not there anymore. It's, I want to live longer. I want to watch these kids walk down the aisle and get married. I want to watch them graduate high school. I want them to do all of these things and I want to be there for that. So after everything that I've been through on dieting, Clovis is the only place I've ever found the answer to what are you supposed to do when you lose weight? And it's right. just stay on Clovis. It's, <laughs> you know, I've had all these weight losses and all these journeys and none of them have ever done anything for me because I didn't know what to do when I got to the point I wanted to be at. Right. And right now I, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm where I'm going to be and I'm where I'm supposed to be. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I can, I can deal with that. Um, I don't make bad choices. I'm not one of those people that can say, oh, my God, I ate cheesecake yesterday, and I'm going to really bust it today. I'm just not one of those. I, it's just not worth it to me to feel right. bad or to have the inflammation come back. I have no inflammation. It all went away with Clovis. Blood pressure medicine went away with my last doctor's visit. Um, numbers are good. I, I can't be happier. Yeah, I'm overweight and I, I may be overweight all my life. I don't know, but I'm overweight, but that doesn't really bother me when my numbers are good. My, everything's good except thyroid, but you know, a lot of us have that. Right, right. Well, and, and like we've talked about a lot is that there's so many decades to undo at this point. And it's nice because because we are talking about the, what happens when you lose the weight. There's there's such this twisted viewpoint of diets in America where it's like, do this diet for 30 days or 60 days, and then you can go back to eating all the crap that you used to eat. And it's so crazy to think about it that way, you know? But that's exactly why the mainstream diets and doctors are t or have been since... I was 10, I went to the doctor because I was having problems. At 10 years old, I was tired all the time, sleeping in class. So they sent me to the doctor. What was the first thing they gave me was a bottle of glucose. Oh, geez. So they did a sugar test with a bottle that looked like a Coca-Cola bottle. Mm -hmm. And they had a nurse after 30 minutes come sit with me because my blood sugar went below the coma stage. Wow. And I was just as hyper as I could be. So the doctor said she's low blood sugar and they gave me a diet. Okay. To go on. I got home. Six pieces of bread was on this diet per day. Wow. wow. I cried because I don't, I never ate bread. I wasn't a big bread eater. I wasn't a big sugar eater. I was what it was, was I had problems way before this with, like you said, 
the cocoa puffs and the fruit loops and the cheerios and the milk and the you know my mom had five kids we were she was thinking she's helping all of us you know we had fried chicken three nights a week because chicken was cheap but she breaded it and floured it and, <laughs> and all that and then we had to fight I had to fight with three older brothers and I have a twin sister and so I mean we had to fight for our food at the table <laughs> so I started out at a very young age dieting so if you start sure. out at 10 and I'm 61 getting ready to be 62 so it's been 50 years of dieting. 50 years. Uh-huh. I was a fat kid from day one. My twin sister, she stayed in the hospital a month after we were born in an incubator, and I came home. So okay. what was I doing? I was chowing down on some formula. Yeah, yeah. I was a big kid all my life. I've been a big kid, but I started dieting when I was 10. And it, pers- I have done, I swear to you, it, other than the one y'all talk about, the 30-day one, I think I've done them all. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done all the fast, OptiFast, MetaFast, SlimFast. <laughs> I've done them all. <laughs> Weight Watchers. I mean, I've probably done 10, different, 10 or 20 different diets. Um, the only one I ever lost weight on was Atkins. Okay. And I kept it off for five or six years. Mm-hmm. But after that, once I got felt like I was happy, I just went back to eating like old times. Nobody ever tells you. And the latest diet before Clovis was HCG shots. Yes. Um, and I lost 138 pounds. Wow. And I gained all of it back, but 38 pounds. And what did, do you know what your caloric intake looked like per day? It was 500 calories. God, that is so scary. And I did it for a year. That's a, we'll see. And that's the thing. That's what drives me nuts. This whole mainstream fitness and nutrition where they talk about, you know, these people don't have willpower. Obese people don't have willpower and discipline. Like these are literally some of the most disciplined humans I have ever met. It's like you said, the whole time we've worked together, you'll be like, hey, Justin, what do I need to do? And I'm like, hey, do this one tweak. And you start it the next day and you do it religiously. Like you have no yeah. problem with discipline. I don't, I don't have any problem with, I never have had any trouble with discipline. And in fact, you know, when I was in college, they wanted me to go to law school because they said, you're the most disciplined person. You do your work. I did my work first and then partied every night. Yeah. I really did. I, yeah. I actually did everything I was supposed to do for school and went out at nine o'clock every night because yeah. I was a disciplined person mm-hmm. and, and, scotch and all that good stuff i was very disciplined at it but yeah. um, i was thin through college you know my dating years in college i was kind of thin you know i wasn't overweight but i didn't eat anything i took speed all the time and right you know, right I mean, yeah come on i mean everybody did it in college it wasn't a big deal and so i i never gained weight because i never ate anything yeah but i look back now and i just think oh my god i'm lucky i'm alive yeah all the crap that I've done to my body. And even the HCG diet, I did that for a year, mm. 500 calories. And that's going to shift a lot of things hormonally as well. When we talk about the endocrine system, which I've gotten into in some of these AMAs, there are many people in Clovis that have come to me after HCG. And these first few months are like, I feel so weird. I feel like I'm having this side effect and this is happening. I'm like, 
do you know how much we have to untangle because you've been sticking these needles in yourself and doing these HCG and doing this 500 calorie, like the micronutrient deficiencies? It's so much to overcome by the time you get to me. And we have to do that. Oh, well, they've gone to 800 calories now. They won't let you do the 500 anymore because it's dangerous. Oh, and I did it for a year. Wow. Because the last time I did it before Clovis, they bumped me up to 800 calories. And I said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. No. You know, but they said it was dangerous that I had to go to 800 calories. Wow. I mean, for and females. I lose weight, so I gave it up. I don't do it anymore. I mean, I didn't do it anymore. Jean, my daughter, who's a member of Clovis, she called me and said, you know, Murdoch's, um, I don't know if, if you know, if you, Brett Murdoch is a member of I Am Clovis, and mm -hmm. he, he started it about a year ago. And I used to think he was a nut. Yeah. Because I'm a soy person. I'd put soy sauce on my steaks, you know, oh, to put yeah. that on the grill. Sure. And he'd go, you really don't need that. Just let me make you some, let me make you a steak like I make it. And I used to think he was kind of nuts about it because he'd listen to all your podcasts and everything. And I thought, oh, but then Gene called and said, look, I've talked to Murdoch over and over and over for the last two weeks. She says, I think we would need to do this. Yeah. Because we're not happy. You're not happy. She said, you're not getting off the couch and all you're doing is sitting in that house all day, every day by yourself. And it just can't be healthy for you. So we got into it and we started talking back and forth. That's when we contacted you and got our macros. And um, ever since it wasn't, it was a week, maybe a week, not even a week. I lost every inflammation. I could actually see the bones in my ankles. And that's the, to me, dieting, that's the big tail sign is how much of that swelling is going to go out of my feet. Yeah, yeah. And when that left immediately, I thought, well, shit, I'm right in this. <laughs> I, I like this one already. Yeah. And my clothes are too big. And, you know, I'm, I run into all the diets I've ever been. You either lose your stomach or your butt or your thighs. But this one's weird because I... I have some weird weight loss going on in weird places, like sure. on one side of my stomach and not on the other yet, or in my legs and not in one leg yet. It's so weird. And I said, well, it's all going to come sooner or later. It's just yeah. that, oh, my God, she has so much. I'm just going to eat here for a while, <laughs> and then I'll take that away tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Has different yeah. sources of nutrients. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, we got plenty. We'll just have a meal day today. <laughs> but it, it's been a life of roller coaster, and I am so content. Yeah. Where I am, I feel like I'm not content like to stop the diet and start eating again. I'm just content with where I am. I'm. I think you're the manifesto is. I am where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a routine for me. And, you know, when I'm trying to decide what to eat, I, if all else fails and I'm not going to get in my nutrients for the day, my macros, I just go eat shrimp or something that I know has a lot of protein in it for the day. Sure. If, if I'm not going to get it, because I've been doing some traveling with the, with the family, the grandbabies, and my husband and I, he just up and retired, and we're going to move to Kentucky and live on a resort. Great. You're going to be my neighbor. Yes. <laughs> not very far. 
Well, I'm already your real neighbor because we're just a little south of Birmingham. Okay, okay, cool. I'm really your neighbor anyway, but um, we live on a lake down there. And Mm -hmm. I was, my cortisol, the last time I had it taken was over a little over a year ago. And she said, oh my God, she said, look at your cortisol. And I said, what? She said, it's textbook. I said, what do you mean by textbook? She says, what are you doing that you're not stressed at all? I said, I live on a lake. (laughs) I said, I walk out my back door and I'm looking at water and my boat and the dock and fish and turtles. What, what, why wouldn't, why would I be stressed? She said, your cortisol looks just like my textbook. That's beautiful. Cortisol has not really been my problem. Right. I, I think... I, my great grandmother was heavy. Mm -hmm. My mother in her later years was heavy. My twin sister now is heavy. And, um, my real father's side of the family, all of all the women were heavy women. And, but I'm not saying that's why I'm heavy. I'm heavy because I, I like cheesecake. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But, um, and you're honest about it, which is beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I don't even want it though. I, I yeah. just, you know, and like they were talking on one of the threads the other day about going to the grocery store and seeing people. My mother was the one that had the two grocery carts and the yeah. five kids and the ho-hos and the chips and the sure, coats. Sure. I mean, we grew up on Coca-Cola. Everybody did. I mean, we just thought that was, Ooh, I get a half a Coke, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. And now I look at it and say, "Ooh, it's burning up your insides." Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough too because I, I remember that particular post, and there's a lot of members. Uh, for those of you that aren't in the Clovis groups, so we're talking about the Clovis Academy and the private I am Clovis Facebook group, and a lot of these conversations happen. And that particular one was a little. It was hard for some people because we were all talking about you know being in Walmart or something and watching other people shop and seeing these really overweight people with you know, tons of orange soda and Capri Suns and Ho-Hos and boxes of cereal. And we're sitting there saying, well, those aren't people that you want to look like. You can look at them and say, I don't want to emulate what that person's doing. And then some people were like, that's mean. And you're judging other people and you're this and you're that. But you get to a point where you have to look at the country and just factually say 85% of the country is overweight or obese. Exactly. We have to be realistic about that. And we have to do the exact opposite of whatever those people are doing. But, you know, you look at it and I feel for them because I know sure. where they are. There's empathy there. I have there. been there. Yeah. I have been there and I can remember all, even in my childhood being there and not realizing it. I mean, I have to be 61 years old to realize this. Mm. I think, oh, my God, I've been so stupid all these years. But... You know, the doctors, they get you on these diets and everybody loves them. You know, oh, I love the OptiFast or the MetaFast or Mm -hmm. whatever. But at the end, it's congratulations. You've met your goal weight. Bye. Bye. Go back to whatever else you used to do. That's right. There's no one tells you where to go after that. Yes. So to me, I would rather in six months lose 41 pounds at a slower rate but know that I'm getting ready to do this until finally my body says, okay, we're going to stop here and you just keep eating what you're eating and you're good. Of course. Because I don't have to worry about what do I do next. 
you have the information. And that's, that's the, the whole way I try to set this system up is I actually like to explain it as I try to, to operate as if I'm a teacher teaching teachers. I want to teach you all of this well enough that you can teach your loved ones about it. And it's really in your brain now. And you know, okay, I've been at this thing for about six months and I like to have Justin around. I like to ask him questions. I like to communicate with him, but I pretty much know the basics of what I need to do to live a healthy life. That's my goal. I want to give you the tools. And I, you know, like my sister, you and I had had a discussion about her and her gallbladder. She went on and had it taken out, which I told her regretfully that she didn't have to do that, but she did it anyway. She could care less about Clovis and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. she, didn't, she didn't want any of it. And I said, you know, one day she's going to be really sick and she's going to look at me and she's going to go, oh my God, you're so healthy. Mm. And I'm going to say, well, it's either too late or you just need to start eating Clovis and try to feel better till you die because you're going to die. You know, we're all going to die, Judy. <laughs> We're all going to die. We're all going to die at some point. I just don't <laughs> want to die, you know, at 65. Like I was, right. I mean, I was that way. I, I think everybody looks at this. And I think a lot of our younger people mm -hmm. that are in Clovis and are starting out, they want, they want it to be a main street di mainstream diet. They do. They want it to a beginning, a middle, and an end, mm -hmm. but it's not that. It is not an end to this. This is something that you have to decide that you're going to do for the rest of your life. Correct. And it's I run into that with people my age. That it's this kind of, um, you know, it's the comparison thing. I find that I love your mindset about this whole thing has been so beautiful when we have conversations and when you give comments in the Facebook lives and you're like, listen, you know, I'll be on there with like John from the group and we're talking about deadlifting or squatting or six pack abs. And you're like, I want to get down on the floor and play with my grandkids. That's it. That, yeah. You know, you got different goals, but then you get these 30 year olds that are like, I want to do what Justin does. I want to lift like he does. I want to do jujitsu and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, this food thing that you've been doing for 30 days, I've done it for the last eight years straight, you know, and I've been training the whole time. And it's like, you'll get there, but you have to adopt it. This is your new normal forever. But they're not you and they will never be exactly. you. Yes, yes. They don't have your family. They don't have your workouts. They don't live where you live. They don't, you know, to me, if they're not living their own story and their own journey, mm. then there's still that problem. You're that still, is so true. still a problem there when you're not living your own journey. You've got to live it for you. I can't live it for you. I can't right. say, I'm going to do what Justin says because... Justin wants me to lose a hundred pounds. I can't do that. You know? <laughs> right, right. I got to do it because Judy wants to do it, not sure. because Justin wants me to do it. I've got to adopt and listen and learn what you want me to learn so that I can go on and, and live to be 80 or 90 and still running around. Of course. You know, and, and with the grandkids and not be some feeble old grandmother in a, with oxygen and in a wheelchair. Yeah, And I but, still believe that some of this, the food industry brings on dementia. It brings on Alzheimer's. My yeah. mother and my mother and father both got dementia. And I know good and well that it was partly because of Cokes, mm -hmm. dairy, 
ton of dairy. My mom said, I don't like ice cream. Every night she ate a bowl of ice cream, but she didn't yeah. like ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And see, now I have become allergic to it, mm-hmm. which is what she was having, these spells where she would get sick and upper mm-hmm. respiratory infections, and it was from dairy. And yeah. I had a functional medicine doctor tell me, do you like cheese? And I said, oh, my God, yeah, I eat cheese like it's chips. Yeah. She said, do you like ice cream? I said, yeah, every now and then I'll get some ice cream. She says, you're allergic to dairy and you don't need any dairy ever again. Right. I agree with her 100%. <laughs> well, and that's what was my mother. And she yeah. went in a nursing home with dementia. And I know it. I know now that all of her sicknesses and all of her trips to the hospital was because she was on dairy. And I did it with Jean taking care of the grandbabies and went to the doctor six times in a year with an upper respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. And after the sixth time was when I went back to my functional medicine doctor, not the doc in the box. Sure. And she told me it was that I was allergic to dairy and knock on wood. I still believe in knocking on wood. Yeah. I have not had an upper respiratory infection in over three and a half years. That's wonderful. Well, then we talk about, you know, like you, you touched earlier on inflammation is inflammation kind of your marker of like, how's this diet doing for me? And we know now I harp about it all the time that all chronic disease has an inflammation piece. Inflammation plays a role in that, particularly in these neurological disorders like dementia, Alzheimer's, and all that. And the nutrition people who are really in the know now refer to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes. It is simply an issue of inflammation. You know, it's it's a really serious problem. Now, it took me a little longer on Clovis to get my stomach back right. Meaning digestive-wise? Yes. Yeah. It, it took me a while because I would, the, I would say for over a year, I ate Tums every night, every wow. night for over a year. Okay. And then when I got on Clovis, I took Thorn because I didn't know that because I didn't have a gallbladder that I needed something yes. that was going to give me some enzymes. And then you told me that and I thought, oh, Okay, and now I don't even have to take that anymore. I, I mean, I have it in case I eat pork. Pork's always been a problem. Okay, but I don't. I don't really take it anymore unless I eat late at night and I'm going to go to bed in an hour and a half. Yeah, and I'm late eating. I will take a couple of them, but I don't take them. I don't have to take them every day anymore because my body is just. It's just not. I just don't have the stomach issues at all. At all. Yeah. The digestive stuff's tricky too because you have people like whether it's NSAIDs for inflammation or like you said, Tums or people that are on these different antacids and what are called proton pump inhibitors and they just reduce your stomach acid, reduce your stomach acid, reduce your stomach acid. You do this day after day after day. Now you have a low stomach acid problem. All your doctors are telling you you have too much stomach acid and that's causing your acid reflux, which is the exact opposite of what's actually happening. Then by the time you get to me, you're struggling like mad with digestion. And it's like, oh, my stomach's being weird. And I'm like, well, yeah, you've destroyed your stomach acid for the last three years, you know? It took me a couple of weeks. I mean, uh, you know, it really took me about four months to totally not have to take the thorn. I still have it. Sure, and it's sure. like I guard it with my life. Like, okay, if I ever have any problems, I've got it. But I think because of what I'm eating now, it, I'm just, it's fine. I don't have any problems anymore. And I don't I have... I just lack any problems. I said, and the only thing is every now and then I, um, 
just about every day I take at least one to three salt shots. I do that because I'm still way overweight and I still have to get up and move with a one year old. So I still take the salt shots. Well, to be, to be clear, Judy, I want all humans on salt shots every day. I do salt shots every single day. Well, I like them. I, I like the way they make me feel. Yeah, me too. And I like, because another thing is at night I used to, when I would lay down and sleep, I couldn't get out of the bed in the morning. I was stiff, like, oh, Uh, oh. but now, dude, I'll take salt before I go to bed. And then I'm up right when the alarm goes off, I'm up. There you go. Hydration and electrolytes. Yeah. Sleeping good. And I, I love my, you know, we changed and put me on the fat loss paleo powder in mm-hmm. the morning and then about 10 eat the egg, eat breakfast and then you know about two or three eat lunch and then you know kind of like every couple of three or four hours i eat yep until dinner time and that has seemed to start knocking the weight off again i mean it started sure. you know for a while i would say three weeks i didn't lose anything nothing yeah and then, then we discovered we did that google hangout and you said you were doing basically like a 16 hour or more fast every right. day. So let's, let's, said, let's no, 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 no. We're not going to do that anymore. Because yeah. I could. I'm very disciplined. I could do. Yeah. I could go. We, it, you know, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Right, right. It, it just doesn't matter. I only eat because I make myself eat knowing my body needs it. Sure. So I eat my macros and that's it. And I don't care about eating anything else. There you go. Well, and I want to touch on this piece too, because before we started recording, you you just made just one little comment about, um, the younger people, like the people my age, if you're 61, almost 62, like my dad's 60, he's in great shape right now. America has also done this weird thing where the mainstream, most, the vast majority is so fat, sick, and nearly dead. We're so used to that. And I've said this before in AMAs, like if you ask a five-year-old boy, like, hey, draw a picture of a 50-year-old man. He's going to draw a fat guy with a bald head and a beer belly. That's like what we think of as these aging people over the hill. And we've all done this kind of nationwide acceptance that like when you're over the hill it's just time to die you just start going downhill and you start dying and i'm like wait if you're 60 odds are you probably got 20 25 maybe 30 years left you're just gonna give up like what are we doing here why do we accept this you know and i i think the younger generation too is they're they're into this tv and social media, and I promise you, Justin, it makes me ill to watch the news or watch yeah. TV. The TV commercials are Zarelto and all of these <laughs> medicines and jardiants for type 2 diabetes. And I'm going, oh, my God, like you said, there's a pill for everything now. Yeah. Or, and I'm going, oh, my God, please, people. Please, I, I I just don't even want it anymore. I just want Netflix or something. I just don't even want to watch TV anymore. I don't like it on my Facebook. I just, I always hit, don't send this to me again. Don't send this to me again. I'm sick yeah, of it. Yeah. Because all they're doing is trying to put a Band-Aid on problems that we have. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, I bought into all of it. I bought into all the diet pills and all the crap that's out there in this world yeah and i've done it over 50 years i've done it i have yo-yo diet and this is the only thing that makes me feel like i have a purpose like 
I've got my goals and I've got my, what I want to do. And I want to be closer. That's why we're moving to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Now that I can just hop in my car and be three hours from them, they're in Cincinnati and oh, great. jump up here and take care of grandbabies at a whim and, and they can come down there and stay a week. I want to be able to get out with them on this resorts in the woods and the deer walk up to your front door. Wow. I, of course, I'm such a redneck from Alabama. They said I couldn't bring my gun. <laughs> I might shoot him. <laughs> you might get those deer. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, I'm better with a BB gun than I am with a gun gun. So yeah, yeah. Give me a BB gun. I can kill a water moccasin swimming at me. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't let me have a gun on the re- on this resort because the deer are like pets almost. Yeah, all yeah. I, all I see is stay deer steak and deer hamburger. Yeah. They walk by. I'm going. Oh my gosh! I can't. I know. Give me because that venison. Where I am is that there's a lot of farms. There's a winery there that has the grass-fed beef, and um, near Somerset, uh, maybe Branston, Kentucky. But I'm gonna. I've got their names and everything. And when we move up there, I'm gonna. They sell it right there where they sell the, where they have like a. It's like a bar that you go to and you drink the wines. Mm-hmm. But they sell their grass-fed beef there too. I said, "Well, I'll be yeah. going. Oh, you can keep your wine, but I sure would like to get this beef." Oh, yeah. I would. I'd come and take all the wines. I'll drink all the wine for you. <laughs> I've always been a Scotch drinker, but um, I think my my husband and I are just gonna. You can cut this out if you want to, but I think we're just gonna smoke pot on the back porch. There you go. <laughs> you know, I just think yeah. we're just gonna be happy and. He's retiring, and I haven't worked in a couple of years, so we're just going to sit and smoke pot and watch the deer walk by, I guess. It's so beautiful, though, and that's, it's like you said, like you're living Judy's journey. You're not trying, you don't care about Justin's morning routine and what does Justin do and what does Justin say. It's like you're living your, your version of happy, and I keep talking about this in the podcast. I'm trying to drill this into people's heads. What I wish we could do is, and I've fallen for the gimmicky shit too. I had 10 years as a bodybuilder and taking hydroxy cut and ephedrine and all that uh, shit. Yeah, we did ephedrine now. Ephedrine was big in the 70s. Ephedrine yeah, was that's some serious stuff. That was serious. But I, I want to change the markers of success. So I hear certain entrepreneurs that I look up to think about this. They're like, everybody has this abstract number of, I want to make a million dollars. And he's like, if we could just remove that term million dollars and replace it with, I want to be happy, that's it. Like as an entrepreneur, I want to do work that makes me happy. That's where I want to replace this term of fucking weight loss. I'm tired of weight loss. Like just, I don't want to talk to you about weight loss. I want to talk to you about what does happy look like? And the weight loss is just an obstacle between you and happy. That's it. We need to remove the obstacles. But actually, I, I need to lose more weight, and I know that. Sure. Because yeah. I'm unhealthy. It's a reality, yes. But I'm happy. Yes. And I feel better than I have ever felt. My mindset now is so changed. Yes. You know, and it's not, it's not that I'm going to lift weights or run out and do, you know, powerlifting i'm not doing any of that shit i promise you i can watch <laughs> you do it all day long it's fine for you but for me it's not happening but i love the fact that i can lift my grandbaby who's 20 something pounds with my leg 
cats. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and just lift her up sitting on the couch all day. And she just rides. She thinks she's riding a horse, I think, because I just, you know, that's my exercise. But, you know, I went to a swimming pool at this resort this last weekend. And I had on, I put on my bathing suit. And I said, you know what? I'm a happy camper. And I am where I'm supposed to be right now. And I don't care. That's as beautiful as it gets. And I'm going to go get in that water. I don't care. I'm not looking at it like, oh, my God, I got I got wings over here on these arms. No. Nope. I don't care. They got sunburn, though. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what I mean is it's, it's, it's weight loss, this idea of losing weight, or I, I like to call it fat loss, preferably. But this idea of fat loss, it's still a reality. It's still there. If we want to get you, if we want to get Judy to optimal health for Judy. Yeah, we need to continue to have this discussion about fat loss, but it is not your sole blinders on focus. If I don't lose 10 pounds, I'm unhappy and I'm a failure and blah. It's not your measure for success. It's a piece of the puzzle, but it's not the whole picture. You know? If it had been a piece of the picture or the yeah. puzzle, I would have quit after about four weeks. Right, right, exactly. Because I didn't lose, I haven't lost weight fast at yeah. all. Yeah. But then again, like I said, I'm looking at 50 years. Yeah. Of a fucked up health. Yeah. And yeah. not realizing everything I ever did, no matter how good or bad it was, was really bad. And yeah. in all reality, the weight loss plans were bad. The yeah. only one I ever liked was Atkins. Sure, sure. Which I mean, the original low carb, and you know, and he, I kept it off. I lost twenty five pounds for one summer, and I kept it off all through the rest of my. It was like my freshman year of college, and I kept it off the whole time. Yeah. So I was not thin then. I thought I was thin, and I thought I would look good, and I thought that I was healthy. But you know, eating a quarter pounder once every three days for food was not a good idea. <laughs> that's troublesome. Yes, that's going to be problematic. <laughs> At some point it is. So, I mean, all these young kids that say, oh, I'm overweight and I need to do this. Yes, they do need to get you. They need yeah. to get you now before they go through 50 years of it. Right. Tens of thousands of dollars I've spent. I've lost thousands of pounds. Thousands, Jay. Justin, I have lost thousands of pounds. Crazy. At least a thousand. That's crazy. Because every time I ever went on diet, I lost over a hundred pounds. Yeah. That's unreal. Well, and I, I try to remind people that, that think about that. This machine that we live in, this human body, is amazing. The way that it can adapt and change is staggering, but you're really onto something here. And I want the young people to listen to this because the more metabolic dysfunction you have over the decades, not just years, decades the harder it's going to be. So people will get annoyed if they're 61. They say, hey, I lost 40 pounds in six months. And then I show them, you know, Josh Haley, who lost 40 pounds in 60 days. And they're like, That's well, right. what the hell? How come? And I'm like, yeah, well, Josh is 38, you know, and he's, he, he, he was skinny and he gained that weight in the last five years. And then we cut it back off him. It's easier for his body to bounce back without all of the metabolic damage That's over right. the years. But when people start comparing one another, it's when they quit or get frustrated or don't realize their journey is their journey. If people don't understand in by your podcast what your journey is, it's your journey, not my journey. Yes. 
you're not going to live my life. You're right. not going to be Justin Nall. You are not. There's no way any of you are going to be me because yeah. I'm me. You've got to be you and you've got to set what your goals are. And that's something that I did, you know, from the very beginning, I told you, I just want to be able to get up off the floor when I get down on the floor to play with my grandbabies and not have to roll half a mile to get up, (laughs) you know, get the momentum going so I can get up. I don't want a turtle. (laughs) Oh, you know, it used to be, I'd be going, Oh my God, I'd be down on all fours. And you know, you can't lift your own body weight up. Yeah. Yeah. I was awful. And I said, I just want to be able to do that. And the first time I got down on the floor with them, I had been four, four and a half, four months into Clovis. And I sat right on that floor, turned right around and hopped up. And I went, wow. oh, my God, I did it. <laughs> I did it. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I called my husband. And I said, I got up off the floor all by myself. And he's going, oh, OK, baby. I'm yeah. glad you did that. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I love about these conversations. The reason I started these doing these episodes, I think you're my fifth testimony now. And every one, I'm just like blown away by these conversations we have because you just need to be real and talk about where you're at. And this is not, I'm not have some paid person to come talk about the weight that they lost or yesterday we have this big Memorial day cookout and my sister's showing me these, uh, these chips. She's got these potato chips. One of them is like ruffle flavored potato chips that taste like salted ham. I'm like, okay. And she's got these other potato chips that taste like fried eggs and they're from a different country. She's like, you got to try these. I'm like, okay, that sounds weird. So like I eat a couple of these potato chips. I'm like, that's really weird. Those taste really funny. And people will make jokes like, oh my God, we got a video Justin eating that potato chip and we have to put it on Clovis so people can see that he ate a potato chip. And I'm like, sure. I have no problem. That's like, we live in this weird thing. I'm like, I'm a normal human. I must've had eight drinks yesterday. You know what I mean? Like I had a great time. Drank a bunch of White Claw, hung out with my friends. It was fantastic. You know, it's like, we're all just normal people, man. And we need to stop this pursuit of perfection or whatever, you know? You know, I, um, the Siete chips. Yeah, yeah. I like those. Sure, they're good. I like them not every day, though. I could never eat them every day. But every now and then, I'll just crunch them up and put them on a salad to give me that crunch factor, the mental factor of... You know, you're eating like everybody else at the table, knowing that they're dying yeah. and I'm not. But anyway. <laughs> you kind of, you're like, I want to feel normal sometimes, you know? Sometimes you just, you know, it's hard being the person. Yes. You know, it's hard being, but I have to say, everybody's been on board with me that, you know, like when we went this weekend, I bought the Clovis food, took mm-hmm. it, and I cooked it. And fed it to them. Whether they, if if they wanted to eat it, that was fine. I made yeah. enough for everybody, and they ate it. So there you go. <laughs> I cook dinner, and I cook for Jean every day because she works and got these two kids, and she's breastfeeding. So I do fix her breakfast, and I do take care of her meals to make sure she's still eating Clovis because the baby's still breastfeeding. But oh, the baby is a uh, scrambled eggs and bacon grease. Oh yeah, steak. Uh-huh. Chicken, one year old, broccoli and cauliflower. I and love that. And I'm talking about we'll fight you for broccoli. We'll fight you for <laughs> that's so beautiful. That's that's honestly, Judy, that's that's where my heart is at with this stuff. I really I love I love working with you. I love working with grown-ups and adults and everything, but I mean 
my whole heart is in this thing of just like, I have to educate the parents and the grandparents because like I said, this 85% overweight and obese, we've, we've screwed this thing up. And the only shot we have is to start with those little ones, you know, we, it, but it's a trickle down effect because the little ones can't go out and grocery shop. So I have to educate the parents and the grandparents first. Yeah, I have, I have, I have some, some reservations of my, of the six year old, she's not doing well on this. Sure, sure. But my, but the one year old, I have her eight hours a day, nine hours a day. Yeah. She's a Clovis baby. Beautiful. Oh, it's a quotable quote right there. I love that. One of these days, she's going to look up and she's going to go, I want to go to BB's house and I want to have steak and eggs for breakfast yeah, and yeah. I want chicken and cauliflower and broccoli because I know she'll fix it for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I want this to register for people too. People that are grandparents, like, uh, you know, my parents are grandparents and they have a lot of time with those grandkids that babysit a lot. And you just got to realize that the older they get and the more those sugar habits are sunk in, the harder it's going to be. So there's some people that are like, well, my two-year-old is really picky. And I'm like, well, you need to nip that in the bud now. You need to handle this when they're two. Because if you allow that to continue till they're six, it's going to get harder and harder. And harder. They're two now. They're not going to remember that you took away sugar. Five years from now, they won't even remember. So you need to do it now and deal with the temper tantrums and all that stuff. You got to get it. The younger, the better, you know, for ease of doing this. Well, now, every now and then somebody tries to give my one-year-old cinnamon roll or some sugar, and I'm going, uh-uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. I said, let me, let me give her these um, bacon grease. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they probably think you're a psychopath. You know, you give they them bacon got, grease. <laughs> this has got bacon grease all over it. Yeah, yeah, it does. And she loves it. She has new lipstick, and she's warm, and it's <laughs> bacon grease, and it looks great on her. Yeah. It, it's so crazy though, but, but it is something that people have to be prepared for with Clovis because again, God, it must be the third time I've said it on this podcast, but this 85% of the population being sick, we'll say, right? So that means only 15% of the population is not sick. Now, if we were to whittle it down to the percentage of the population that eats, say, a low carbohydrate paleo diet, you're probably looking at less than 3%. You try to say people that are Clovis, you got a couple hundred, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you're, yeah. you're never going to be the normal one at the cookout and you have to be fully prepared for that. And the most troublesome thing. And again, why I love your mindset of this so much is like, I get emails from newbies that are like, Hey, my family's really giving me a hard time. How can I win this argument with them? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not Walk telling you. Away. Yeah. Why are you arguing? I'm not going to teach you how to argue with these people. You got to do your own thing, man. Grab your hamburger off the grill at a party and grab you some of that smoked sausage and bacon oh, and beautiful. walk on over to the next door and eat it. Hey, yeah, that's it. So and if you're over on your protein, so be it. So be it. Oh, my God. Judy, you're an oracle. I'm going to have you on every <laughs> podcast to talk to people. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't fight what's happening. So yeah, you can't. going to eat. And you, all you've got on the grill is potatoes and corn and a hamburger patty. I'll take two of those hamburger patties. Bring there them on. That's it. That's it. You want a bun? No, no bun. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> but for, for this whole journey, let's say this, the uh, six months you said you've been with me, right? Right, six and a half months. Six and a half months. So if we take that six and a half months, we think all these things you've been through for 50 years. It's crazy, you know? What were your biggest standouts are what I like to call like aha moments or light bulb moments. Like 
what were the, the, the main principles that I teach that you were like, wow, that clicked for you and you're like, this is a game changer? I think coming off of certain foods, like coming off soy. Okay. Um, you know, it was uh, low sodium and sodium coming and eating salt that I have never, ever eaten because I've had high blood pressure for so long. Sure. Yeah. I have never eaten salt. I don't eat it. I never ate any, never salted any food ever, never, Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. low sodium, whatever. And now eating salt, it makes my food taste so good. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel better. I mean, I don't have the high blood pressure. I don't feel, you know, it's just funny. The aha moments came in a week the inflammation was gone Yeah. in four weeks, the stomach issues after the thorn, after I got the thorn, what is that? It's the digestive biogest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the greatest stuff in the world. And you know, you do these things and all of a sudden everything starts to make sense. And then the more podcasts you watch, the more AMAs you watch, you're going, Oh my God. God, I never knew that. I never yeah. knew that. And then you, as as it goes through six months of this, it's the most eye-opening thing. I have to say, going to the grocery store, and the first thing is, is I've got $100, and I've got meat, and i got eggs. They were on sale, so you buy four of them, you know, and you buy, yeah. you buy bacon, uncured bacon's on sale, so you buy it. And so you're doing all this, and you go up to the counter, and you've got a little basket of food, and you put it up there. It's $100, and but you look over at the lady next to you, and you go, oh, my God, that <laughs> used to be me. Yes. And then now I don't even, I, I don't even judge now. At first I did because I didn't know any better. And yeah. it was just like, oh my God, you know, you want to reach over and go, don't feed that to your kids. Uh, but, but you don't, you just look and you and you are judging. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I judged them. Yeah. Yeah. But now I walk in the store, I'm saying, here's Judy, and she's on her journey, and the hell with the rest of you. I don't care what you're eating. You just yeah. eat it if you want to. I'm not going to. It's beautiful. So when people ask, what are you doing, or, you know, what's your journey? And I said, you know what? I want to be. I want to live long enough to play with my grandkids and watch them grow up. And I right. want to be with my own kids and be alive, and I want to be healthy doing it. And I said, if I'm still overweight and I'm still working on it, then that's my journey. That's it. That's beautiful. What else can you do? Yeah. And those, those aha moments, I love them because they are big ones. One, it's, it's the, um, you know, you, you do kind of judge in the beginning. You, you have to because it's the only way for you to measure your own progress too is to look at your cart and look at the other people's carts and think, oh my God, you know, and I've heard some stunning statistics in terms of uh, where you know the country has really gone wrong is where you look at the, the government programs um, like food stamps and things like that. So the, the number one purchase uh, of food stamps in America is soda. That is the number one purchase. And I believe it's $88 billion a year. Um, in food. And, chi- and chips and peanut butter and yeah. and jelly and, you know, those kind of things. And you look at all that and you go, why do you want to add that sugar to your 
already sugar in the peanut butter to the already sugar in the bread. Yeah. So what you've done is you've made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that probably has 59 carbs in it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And nobody needs that. No, and it's not, nobody. but but it's the confusion of it's 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 not we're not judging the people. It's 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 more like you're judging the situation as a whole, the situation that the country has gotten itself in, where you can look around and nine out of 10 grocery baskets look like that. And then we're the weird ones, you know? But it's, you know, everything now is gluten-free. So what? <laughs> Still not good. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much gluten's in it because it isn't good to start with. Like gluten-free full of rice starch. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything on TV is... It drives the TV drives me crazy. It's like we're living in one of these novels of Big Brother's watching. Mm -hmm. Because yes, Big Brother is what is actually getting you fat to die to go to these doctors and pay the doctors and mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather pay my functional medicine doctor go in and chit chat for an hour, two hours because my numbers are good. So let's talk about Alabama football or something. I don't care. Let's just talk sure. about something else. Yeah. Grandkids or my kids or my grandkids, because we don't have to talk about help when I go in there because the numbers are good. The yeah. doctor, when I went the last time, I was concerned because my cholesterol number was high. Okay. Overall. And the doctor came in and the nurse came in and everybody came in and they looked at it and they said, girl, you got the best cholesterol of anybody I've ever seen. She said, yeah, your number's high. She said, but it would never be able to put you on anything because your good cholesterol is so low. It, I mean, it is so good. Exactly. Wow. It's the ratios. And she said, there's no way. She said, this number right here could be so far out of whack. And that good right there will always make it good. She said, you're, you're fine. Absolutely. You ever worry about your cholesterol with that because my body makes it. She said, your body is great on your good cholesterol. That's beautiful. And it's all these ratios that people talk about. And you got to factor in triglycerides and LPIR score and inflammation and all. The, the, the misunderstanding of lipidology in mainstream medicine is, is one of the most dangerous things that we face today because of the overprescribing of statin drugs. Because it is, if you switch to a low carb diet and you eat a lot of dietary fat, let's say, your LDL will probably go up. Your HDL will also go up significantly. Your triglycerides will go down. Your insulin sensitivity will go up. It, inflammation will disappear, right? So it's like you have this one factor. Oh, we think LDL might kind of maybe play a role in cardiovascular risk. And all these other markers are now off the table because they're perfect. LDL can't cause a heart attack by itself. People cannot wrap their brains around this. I, I believe if you're just, a lot of it too is genetics and the heart attacks because- mm. You know, some of it is. I, I still believe that. I just don't believe that the cholesterol is the primary factor in America today that causes heart attacks. Correct. The primary factor irrefutably is inflammation. But you are right. I mean, there are people with things like familial hypercholesterolemia. They thought I had it. I did a bunch of advanced testing to see if I had, it's called FH, 
And there are people out there that just have genetic conditions where their LDL receptors don't work or they can't clear cholesterol properly. That's absolutely a thing, 100%. You know, um, it's quite rare. It's a, a very small segment of the population, I would argue. But it goes back to your one of your aha moments as well. This sodium piece is I got to say one of the biggest things I get pushback on is people with these salt shots. They're like, you're telling me to drink salt like it's a supplement. I'm like, yeah, I drink three grams of salt first thing every morning in 16 ounces of water. That's how I start the day, you know? It was and, the best thing I ever did. Yeah, and it blows salt. people's minds. So then I give them the, the blood pressure, salt, and sex episode I did. I'm like, yeah. listen to this episode. And they, and they go through and they're like, wait, you're citing like science, scientific studies in that? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And the problem is everybody thinks that what the doctors are telling them is backed by scientific data. And it's not. In fact, the data shows the opposite. And they're like, no, 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 this can't be true. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, spend the next three months, go out and research and fact check everything I said in that AMA. And if I got anything wrong, bring it back to me and tell me, and I will do a whole new AMA about how I got it all wrong. And no one is yet to bring me anything that I've gotten wrong on that. And you know what kills me is my father had, um, my stepfather had heart problems. Mm-hmm. And they took him off all salt. Wow. Jeez. And I look back now and I think, you know, I could probably still have my parents here, even in their 80s, mm. if I knew what I knew now. That's a real tough one. See, my, my mom's dad was dementia. My mom's mom was Alzheimer's and they're both gone. My dad's parents are gone. His dad was sick his whole life. And then his mom had a stroke and, you know, my dad, Papa Nault in the Clovis Academy, you know, he's fit as a fiddle now. And he just looks back. Sometimes he ends up getting teary eyed because he's like, man, I just didn't, I could have helped them so much. And we just didn't know what we didn't know, you know? And that's, that's the thing where I get no flack from Jean or her husband or anybody for what I eat. Because they all know that, they want me here. They yeah. they want my help with the kids, but they want me here. And so they know that I'm not just like when they stopped yesterday on the way, just out of convenience, stopped it, got chicken fingers. And they mm-hmm. said, what can we get you? And I said, nothing. nothing. I'm fine. I got my water here. I'm good. Yeah. And when I got home, I had guac. I had some avocado guacamole kind of made up with some onions in it. Not mm. really guac like you buy at the store or anything. And then I had some shrimp mm-hmm. with a little homemade mayonnaise mixed with uh, um, spicy mustard. And nice. horseradish mustard. Yeah, and yeah. makes a sauce. And that's what I dipped them in. And I had a little bit of um, sausage that they'd cooked on the grill the night before. And that's... That's my travel dinner when I got home. Yeah, and, and what a terrible diet you have to follow. You're oh, so no, restricting. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. You know, every day at the condo while we were gone this weekend, I, I hated having those fried eggs and bacon grease with bacon. <laughs> yeah. I even ha- I hated it so bad I had three eggs and three <laughs> bacon. It's so crazy to me. That's my favorite question with Clovis is like people look at this proof foods list with over a hundred foods on it. And they're like, what do you eat? Like, when do you uh, eat real food? 
And I'm like, oh, you mean Hot Pockets? When do I eat Hot Pockets? What the hell are you talking about real food? <laughs> you know, like this is a full list of real food. I don't know what the hell you're eating, what you call that stuff in a box, you know? And you know what's funny is I never liked broccoli till Clovis. And now really? I cannot get enough of it. Yeah. And I guess because I'm actually tasting it sure. with a little salt on it and a little mm. butter, Kerrygold, a little bit of Kerrygold on there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I cannot get enough. Gene can't get enough. We we buy packets and just dump. I mean, we'll do a half of those big old frozen bags of the organic at Walmart. We'll do half the bag and we sit there. Yeah, and eat. yeah. And the baby sits there with us. We're like this three ring circus eating broccoli at night. It's beautiful. That's my dream. I want every household in America to look like that. You know, eating dinner like that at night. I mean, we could change so many problems. It's unbelievable. I just hope that your younger crowd that you're getting in, I'm Clovis, they're young. I just hope that they understand that this isn't a quick fix. This isn't Weight Watchers. This isn't Metafast. This isn't Atkins. Mm. This isn't mm. anything that has an end to it. There's no end. No end. That's it. There's no end. The journey is the destination. It's one of my favorite quotes. That's it, it. it has to be, and they have to understand that. And I'm still not quite sure that all of them really get that yet. I'm with you. I, I, not only am I concerned about that, for you young Clovis listeners, uh, I want to point <laughs> this out, is it's, it is this thing of you need to understand that this is the rest of your life, for sure. It's the rest of my life. I know that without a doubt. But it's my program, so obviously I know that. But the other piece of this is the other extreme, where I see it becoming almost like an addiction, like this obsessive compulsive, like Clovis or nothing. And you're like, okay, listen, like I said, I must've had seven or eight white claws yesterday with my friends and I ate a little bit of the fruit salad and I tried a potato chip that my sister gave to me. And I don't feel guilty about that at all today. Like you still need to live. Well, I, I actually don't normally cheat ever. Yeah, me neither. But I went the other day and I had sushi. I did. I had some salmon and it had cream cheese, I think, in it and something. And Gene said, oh, don't you, do you feel bad about that now? Are you guilty? I said, hell no, it was good and I liked it. Hell no. <laughs> I love that. You know what? And I didn't feel bad the next day. No. Which is a big deal for me, which means, okay, I didn't eat too much of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to eat it again for a long, long time because I ate it. I'm okay with it. I knew I prepared for the fact that I might feel bad the next day. Right. But I didn't. And it was good. So, hey. And it's a game of numbers if we look at it mathematically, right? So, let's let's see where people are going wrong here because I, I love that you just pointed that out. So, let's take a new Clovis member and let's say prior to Clovis they did like a – whole 30 or a 21 day fix or whatever. Right. And it's like sometime during that 21 day, they ate sushi. They had a sushi meal and it's a cheat meal. Right. When your entire journey is 21 days, that one meal is now a very large percentage of your overall journey. Whereas if your journey is the rest of your life and you had one piece of sushi, that now is a speck of sand on an endless beach of time. It means right. nothing in the grand scheme. But the numbers have to work out correctly. Well, and after six months, you know, if you're into Clovis for a week or two and you have a cheat day, you're going to feel like dog. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Everybody learns that lesson. You're going to feel like that. And then, and I didn't cheat. I, I didn't have anything until right at six months. So this was two weeks ago. Great. So I, great. I didn't cheat for six months because wow. I knew my stomach was not right. And I knew my inflammation was getting better, but I knew I had to get, I had to get my gut right. Or like you said, if you don't get your gut help back, everything you do could be a detriment to what you've already done. Absolutely. Yeah. When I knew that I was dropping weight and I'm at 40 something pounds, which I never weigh, I just happened to weigh the other day, Mm -hmm. but I normally don't weigh anymore at all. And I weighed every day for, for 50 years. Wow. Every day for 50 years, I weighed on the scale. Jeez. That's a huge win right there to get rid of that habit. I, I haven't had it for six months. That's beautiful. Get away with it. Yeah. I was in about two weeks and I got I too much dependence on the scale. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to follow my journey. I'm going to do what Justin tells me to do. If I get skinny, yay. If I don't, yay. It doesn't matter because I know that I'm living the healthy life. So yeah. I'm going to do what I got to do. But the scale means nothing anymore to me. I don't care. I don't care. Good. That makes me very happy. <laughs> I don't care if it's a half a pound. I don't yeah. care if I, if for some reason I retain water that day. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to explain that to people. I'm like, man, when I, when I did like my crazy mass gains experiment and all that, I'm like, look, in one day, I've seen my weight shift seven pounds. Or I talk to people about my professional fighters like PETA. I'm like, listen, this last fight, PETA called me up on Saturday afternoon. And she's like, hey, my weigh-in's on Thursday and I need to drop 17 pounds. And I go, okay. And we cut 17 pounds from Saturday to Thursday. This, the, the, the numbers on the scale, they mean nothing. Was it healthy to drop 17 pounds in a week? Hell no. I'm not yeah. doing that with a normal client. You know, but it's just, it means nothing. It's silly. Because so many factors. Yes. So many factors. You could retain water and then the afternoon's worse than in the morning. And, you know, if you had your paleo powder, um, perfect paleo powder, and and you drank your, and you decided to add eight ounces of milk, well, you've already a half a pound right there. That's it. Yeah. You know, and then you drink a bunch of water and then you say, oh, I think I'll weigh. Well, guess what? You gained two pounds from yesterday. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But you just had two pounds of stuff. And, you, <laughs> you know, it hadn't been 10 minutes. So you're done. You know, then you're discouraged and you want to quit. That, and people have to understand that the scale, the scale was my life. The scale told me on diets that I had been on for long periods of time, it told me, well, I lost three pounds. I could eat a little bit day and mm-hmm. make up mm-hmm. for it tomorrow so you just it's a vicious cycle of right. bullshit. and now right. that i know this salt is my friend soy is not you know i just learned so much at the very beginning of this that you know dairy is not your friend which i already kind of knew that i've been off a bit for a couple of years mm-hmm. but soy i had no idea you know i was doing the aminos but it has soy in it Mm. until i came to clovis and went to coconut aminos yeah that's that's i have a heart attack when people are like i got some coconut aminos and it's liquid aminos i'm like no no throw that away that's the wrong thing (laughs) yeah don't don't do that one because that's one that i did on um the hcg yeah yeah those brags liquid aminos i talked to my functional medicine doctor about that and told Mm -hmm. her that they need to get rid of that she goes i didn't even think about it i said 
Yep. You got to get rid of it. It's full of soy. You need them to go on the coconut aminos. Yeah. Said, you may be right there. I said, yeah, nobody wants man tits. Okay. None of your guys. <laughs> Well, I love it too. And I, I want people to take note on this too. Like I'm thrilled that you, you, you did what I suggested. You go out, you get a functional medicine doctor who knows what they're doing. You just have to, you know, and people think I'm nuts because I don't have uh, well, so I have a catastrophic health insurance plan. Like if I fall down and break my arm, I'm covered and I have a very high deductible and all that. But it's like, I, I choose, it's a, called elective medicine or concierge medicine or functional medicine, whatever you want to call it. I pay this stuff out of pocket. I guarantee you I'm spending less money per year on healthcare than the average American, guaranteed. Well, and I find that the functional medicine doctors, there's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I've been following this one nurse who is with the functional medicine doctors. And I kind of followed her from doctor to doctor because as the doctors become a little more commercialized, mm-hmm. like selling the HCG and the mm-hmm. medicine and the vitamins, and she would move on to the next one. I and see. I learned something from each of them because I just started the HCG with the first one. And then there was no end. And I went with her to the second doctor and then she was more commercialized, but she did tell me that I was, that doctor did take me off of the um, dairy, Mm -hmm. but now she's with a doctor that's truly a functional. Yes. And she and I are way on the same page now versus before, because they were making her sell stuff with HCG that she didn't really need. Wow. So she moved on to the real functional medicine doctor. And she told me, she said, it's night and day. It's so different. She said, and she's watched a couple of your podcasts and stuff and information. And she said, he's dead on. Mm. He's dead on everything that's, that's functional medicine. That's what I tell people. I'm like, Hey, you want a litmus test? If your functional medicine doctor likes my information, stick with them. That's just my biased opinion. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it does cost a lot. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, and the first two doctors that were quote unquote functional, but I didn't think they didn't end up being as what I liked. They would rig the test numbers so that my insurance would pay for it. Right, right. Yeah, they can do that. They can, but but then when I go now, they don't. And so they don't pay for about, I don't know, 15 to 1800 of it. Uh, they pay a couple yeah. hundred dollars here and there. I think the thyroid's the only thing they pay for. And my insurance doesn't cover a lot of the women's health, women's hormones. They don't cover all that anyway. Sure, sure. Until you go to Medicare. Yeah. Which is another government thing. They won't cover hormones imbalances until you go on Medicare. Yeah. But again, it's I, I tell people to run the numbers because it's the same way. Like I just spent two weeks in Norway. And you talk to some of the locals there, and they they say these very strange things. They say, um, yeah, our education is free, and our healthcare is free. And they use this word, free. And I'm like, yes, what do your taxes look like? And they're like, oh, I pay about 47 to 50% of my income goes to taxes. Yeah, dummy. None of that stuff you just named is free. <laughs> You're paying for it. So when I tell people about functional medicine, like my functional medicine doctor is $400 an hour out of pocket. And they're like, that's insane. I pay $20 with my copay to go to the doctor. And I'm like, yeah, and you pay $300 a month 
for 12 months straight for the insurance plan so you can pay 20 bucks when you go to the doctor. Run the numbers. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, I'm getting ready to find out because with my husband retiring, we're not going to have insurance. Oh, okay. But big deal. He paid 600 every two weeks. Yeah, that's great. A month. And I can turn around and take that money that he was spending out of his check from his retirement check. And I can take that money and I'll be sitting pretty at the doctor. $1,200 a month. That's nuts. I mean, I do these yeah. four, these $400 an hour appointments. I do two appointments a year with my doctor, 800 bucks. I think the functional medicine require it, require you to come in twice a year. I, I go in twice do. a year. Yeah, yeah. I think they require it because they're functional medicine doctors and so much can change in a six month period Yeah, with your health that they require that. Well, and, and I can tell people exactly how I do it. If people want to know how I do it. So I have two in-person visits a year. And then every three months, my I get a lab request sent to my email. My doctor says, hey, it's every quarter. We do a full test of blood work. And I go to a lab draw. I don't even have to go see him. I go to a place called any lab test now or lab corp or wherever. They draw my blood. They send it in. Then I do a phone consult with my doctor. That's $250. And we go over all my lab tests on the phone and say, hey, maybe try this supplement. What did you change about your diet? What's your sleep look like? Bah, 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 bah. So two in-persons a year and four sessions of blood work a year. And I am a, the, the, the epitome of health right now, you know? Well, I will talk. I talk to mine on the phone because we're almost friends. Like, I mean, yeah. we have a friend. And so I called her when we were, when we're getting, because we're getting ready to move to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She said, first of all, give her the name of the functional medicine doctor in Kentucky. She'll check them out, see if they'll, if it's a good fit for me because great, I'm a, I run my mouth a lot. <laughs> no. and I'm a talker. <laughs> and so she said, I'll see if she's a good fit for you. If not, we'll, we'll try to find one up there that is a good fit for you. And she said, but I'm instead of you coming in, I'm supposed to go in in August. She said, instead of me doing that because you're not going to be here, she said, I will, we will keep the appointment as a phone conversation and we will just talk about your health, how you feel and everything. Then we will get you set up in Kentucky. Yeah, it won't be your twice a year visits and labs, but mm -hmm. we'll get you set up in Kentucky and then you can have your labs in January. She said, it's not a big deal. Your labs were good last time. Now you've been on this another six months. She said, I can't see where anything's changed unless you're going to, you know, tell me. She said she kids me about being the most in tune with my body person she's ever had. Wow, that's great. That's because you know if something's wrong. She said, yeah. you can tell me if something is not right. She said women cannot tell her anything no. about their bodies. She said, you're so abnormal of the normal female that comes in here because you can tell me how your body is. Yeah. And yeah. I said, well, it's because I've done 552 diets <laughs> and I pretty well know when it's working or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now she likes this, the Clovis and she likes paleo. And the only reason I bring up paleo is because I saw a book on her desk one time when I was sitting in her office. Yeah, waiting for her to come in, and she was had it bookmarked. She was reading this perfect paleo diet or something. Cool, cool. I don't even remember the name of it, 
And so when I got into Clovis and know that part of it is like paleo, like keto, mm-hmm. so you're taking the best of everything and putting it in Clovis. Yeah. Taking the best of keto in a way, you're taking the best of Clovis, excluding the worst parts of it. Yep. And making Clovis, which has turned out to be, I mean, just the way I feel. If this is all I got out of Clovis mm-hmm. was the way I feel today, then I'm a happy camper. If that's all I ever got out of it, I have to say that I'm happy. I feel good. I feel like I could run out in the front yard. I have a video of me teaching my six-year-old granddaughter to ride her bicycle, and I am running behind her holding the seat and then I just let go and you can see me let go and she just keeps right on riding. Wow. But I mean, I was running with her and I thought, Oh my God, I'm running with my grandbaby. Yeah. Out in the front yard. <laughs> I said, oh, that knew? makes my heart so happy. I'm, I'm telling you that when I do this work, it's like, sure. People can send me another before and after shirtless picture. Okay, cool. The, that story you just told me, like that means the world to me. That's why this- You know, is- I'm never going to be a bikini. I'm never going to wear one. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm never going to wear skinny jeans. I'm never going to do any of that, but I don't care. I feel good and I, I don't care. Just, you know, it's my journey and I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. My body feels good. My legs feel good. I can walk without my ankles hurting and stretching out my jeans at my ankles because they've gotten so swollen. They don't do that anymore. Now everything's too big in the ankles. You ever heard that before? (laughs) You got bell bottoms. You got new bell bottoms. I got new bell bottoms. (laughs) Well, that's beautiful. I mean, I, I don't, We've been going for a while now, but I don't want to keep you all day. I got an appointment I got to get to too, but I want to, um, I mean, that's such a beautiful place to end on just what you're saying in terms of how you feel. So if you had any advice to give to somebody who's listening to this and they're on the fence, they might have some misconceptions about Clovis. They're not quite sure. What's your advice for them to wrap this up? I would have to say that the, it is a journey that you're, if you want If you want results, then you have to get on a journey, but it's a lifetime journey. It is not, there's no end to the means. You have to stay on it and it has to be your lifelong journey. It's not something that you can start and stop. There's no stopping. There's no stopping point. You have to continue and educating yourself along the way is huge. Mm. You have to educate yourself. If I hadn't looked at the AMAs on the thing, I think you gave me two in my initial um, macros. Mm-hmm. If I had not listened to those, I don't know that I would have made it the first couple of weeks. Mm. But by listening and educating yourself, people have to do that. And once you educate or even just get an hour of a AMA or a podcast just an hour of it you can you can start this journey and then by the time you get into six months it's it's a way of life I I think it's a way of life now I don't look at it as a diet I don't look at it I just look at it as a way of life and the journey's happening and the pictures are happening and the fun things are happening in life 
who cares what size pants you wear? I, I don't really care anymore. You know, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. You know, it, you know, we're all people, we're all human and, and our life journeys are different, but it is a life journey, not a journey that ends. This is a continued journey of life. 100%. Judy Ellington for president. <laughs> that's the best the best speech to end any podcast i've ever heard <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> you're talking to the talker here <laughs> i know right but no really i mean honestly that's it's some of the best advice i've ever heard thank you first of all thank you. you're a beautiful person i love spending thank i you. love getting this one-on-one time with you it's awesome awesome and i hope we continue this relationship as long as you want to hang out with me. So thank you very much. I'll always be hanging out with you. Beautiful. I'm watching you. Yes. <laughs> we'll do a round two six months from now. We'll see where you're at. That's right. Round two coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful podcast with the one and only Judy Ellington. And um, I don't know if you want, if there's how active you are on social or anything, if you want to connect with people or can they find you or you're just going to do your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Facebook, so yeah, yeah. They can find you in the Clo- go to the Clovis Academy, everybody, and yeah, say what's I'm up there. to say what's up, to Judy. <laughs> well, thank you, Judy. Have a great rest of the day, and and give your grandkids some love for me. And thank you so much for doing this. I'll be calling you soon about my macros, though. Please do. I'm always here for you. You know, 41 pounds, six and a half months. Yeah, we got to chat. We got to tweak a little, but I'm gonna do the $95 thing where I talk to you, and we can talk about it then. Yeah, yeah, let's do a consult. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Judy. Thanks, babe. Bye-bye. Oh, I got a good thing somewhere. But I closed my eyes and lost my way. If